And welcome in to the Lakers Fast Break Watch Party. I am your host, Magic Man, a.k.a. Sean Grace. And we are live today on the Saturday, October 21st, with the guys from the Lakerholics and our good friend, L. Rob. Lee, Lakerholics, welcome into the show. What's up, gentlemen? What's up? How's it going, L. Rob? Nice to see you, man. Likewise, Jamie. Hey, LT. Good to see you, Lee. Good to see you, man. How's how things going? Everything okay? Everything is wonderful. Life Great. is good. How's your lady? Uh, wifey is fine. She's off to see something, uh, some dance theater in Harlem. I'll be sitting back watching <laughs> Michigan State uh, get pounded by Michigan. Not uh, Yeah, that, that's State probably going to happen, Lee, but I'll be, still be rooting for the Spartans because, you know, nobody likes Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. No, no. Maybe the good people in Michigan do. No, no, no one likes them. <laughs> so, uh, uh, sp- speak, speaking of which, Lee, we uh, we might not get you on before the start of the uh, the basketball season. So, how do you think about the Spartans uh, men's team this year? Oh, they're going to be very, very good. So, all right, you, you're, yeah, can't wait you're the looking... basketball season to start. If we can just fast forward through the football season, that would be that would be my wish. Okay, so that's where we're looking at a Big Ten title for for the Spartans, possibly. Yes. All yes. right, all right. As we uh, as we move on here, Lee, we're talking about the uh, the Lakers' upcoming regular season, and uh, but before I get uh, Jamie and Tom's thoughts, I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on what your impressions were of the not only the preseason, Lee, but what you saw out of the young bucks in the the summer league. And uh, what is your overall impression of the depth, and how do you feel about the Lakers' chances this year, Lee? Well, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm probably the second most optimistic person after time, so I'm always, uh, I'm always pretty optimistic. Um, uh, but they did a, a great job uh, off-season. Rob did a very, very good job getting uh, Vincent and and uh, Prince, uh, you know, signing Reeves to a great contract. Got, I mean, it, this is the most depth they've had in a while. So, don't have the high end, maybe star power as some of the other championship teams with LeBron hitting age thirty nine. But hopefully, the overall depth can um, maybe make up for that and balance it out. And I think AD is very, very motivated. So, uh, a motivated AD is not good for the rest of the league, but it's great for us. So, uh, preseason. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch all of the summer league, so you know, I kind of looked, seeing Christie was doing his thing, that was good. Uh, the young kid from Indiana, um, you know, I mean, he's he's a freshman straight out of school, so he kind of played like I, you know, I saw him play a lot at, uh, you know, in, in college. So I was, he played pretty much like I expected him to play. It's gonna take a while. He's got a good body. Uh, he's strong. Uh, shot needs some, you know, some work. Um, but he probably is ahead of where Christie was a year ago. So, you know, there's that. Um, so I'm, I'm optimistic. I think we got a, you know, the chances anybody in the West, uh, obviously Denver's the champs, they're the favorites. Um, so you have to always defer to them, but after them, I don't think the Lakers take a backseat to anyone. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Uh, we'll say this. Uh, Darvin Ham at uh, practice this morning did update reporters that uh, he does have his starting five. 
for opening night against the Denver Nuggets. It'll be D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. So, uh, obviously, Lee, we uh, we on the uh, Lakers fast break, and uh, Tom and Jamie have all been kind of thinking, even though Vando's probably the uh, penciled-in starter, it was never it was never in uh, in uh, marker permanent marker. So it looks like Prince is going to be the starter for now, Lee. Once Vando comes back and is healthy, do you see him as more of a starter, Lee, or would you bring him off the bench? Oh, boy. That's, uh, and that's Darvin Ham's going to have some tough decisions, you know, to make um, with, with that position. Um, I see you need a guy that's going to be a defender. I think you really need a guy as a defender. I'm more of a defensive guy than offense. So I think where Prince gives you the three-point shooting, I like uh, Vanda's defense, and I would prefer seeing him as a starter, somebody that can just chase some guys. And there's so many tough scores in the league um, that if you can have one guy, you can just sick on somebody and 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 let him, you know, do that. Um, I would prefer that. But, you know, it's got to be earned on the court. I mean, if he – if you know, we've we seen in the playoffs he got played off the court some. And, yeah, man, you and know, you know, you check him. So if you if you can't stay on, you gotta be. You know, he hit a couple corner threes. Uh, I think in the last preseason game he played, so that was encouraging. But um, he, he makes, beat he up makes on the team seven percent. Yeah, yeah, we yeah got beat up on the boards a lot too. <laughs> with 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 the lineup we have now, we got we got brutalized on the boards. That can yeah, happen. Lee. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, that that has carried over from last season. And um, it's an issue, and uh, unfortunately, it's bleed. It's bleeding over again. It's like a, it's like a bleed that uh, Darvinham can't control right now, Lee. Uh, whatever lineup he's inserting, and whichever iteration of Lakers are in and out, it just seems that that's a problem. Last year, Lee, we were we were third last in the league in giving up transition opportunities. Only Utah and Houston were worse than the Lakers. Wow. And as far as uh, giving up uh, offensive rebounds, uh, the only t- the only team in the playoffs that gave up more offensive rebounds than the Lakers were the Hawks, and they were they were out in the first round. So, Lee, Anthony Davis talked about it a couple days ago. Transition defense needs to be a lot better. I'm seeing a lot of the same issues we saw last season, Lee. I'm not sure if you are as well. It just seems that for whatever reason, there's at least three or four Lakers under the bucket, under the free throw line. And obviously that's off instruction from the coaching staff, right? But nobody could seem to secure a board and nobody other than, like you said, Vando and AD could block out. Blocking out has become a lost art, hasn't it, Lee? Absolutely. I mean, that's it doesn't get much more fundamental than that. Your defensive possession isn't finished till you you get the basketball. So, you know, when Ryle should say no ring, no rebounds, no rings. So um, I, I'm not going to be concerned with that. This is a new team. Um, the lineups have been hodgepodge. You got guys not really committed to playing. Uh, LeBron hasn't been in some games. Bando hasn't played. Reeves hasn't played. So um, I'm going to just maybe I'll, I'll cut them some slack and chalk it up to miss, you know, not having your full, full complement of guys. So giving everybody a chance. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Reeves isn't a rebounder. So when you're sticking him in the lineup, that you know, he's not a rebounder. I mean, um, um, Prince, I don't think, is a rebounder. Nope. So AD is out there um, chasing shots, and he's doing a darn good job of intimidating guys. That means there's a lot of rebounds to be had, guys. LeBron's got to come in, and, 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 and you know, two fours got to come in and get those rebounds. And uh, D'Lo's big. He's a big guard. Come on back and grab some boards. Let's go. Uh, Lee, uh, a big surprise for a lot of Laker fans has been the play of Jackson Hayes. He's been uh, a spark plug off the of the bench, really. Not intimidated uh, in switching defense either, Lee. He's uh, He's been tested against uh, guards in one-on-one situation. Held his own. Uh, didn't look out of sorts. Between Jackson Hayes and Christian Woodley, do you think both of them need to have uh, – a big impact with uh, uh, eating up some minutes at the five there, so AD's not so uh, so humped and bumped when the playoffs come around. Or do do you do you think that situation is kind of overblown? Mm, I do think they need to eat up some minutes because it's going to be a point in time where you don't want to play AD big minutes. So those guys need to eat up some minutes. Uh, Wood is playing for a contract, so he's got a lot to prove. Uh, like you say, Hayes has been. He's been very solid. Um, Wood has been underwhelming so far, but, I mean, we know he's got talent, so not going to panic because of a poor, you know, a poor preseason. But, yeah, those guys need to, you know, they, that's the Lakers' strength. When the Lakers won the championship, they had a big team, and they used their size to bully teams. Um, they got to figure that out, and that's that's what they need to do. They gotta, we got a big team. We need to play to that. So, yeah. We've all seen a big change in LeBron James, uh, Lee. His body looks a lot different. Looks like he's lost at least, you know, 10, 15 pounds at least of muscle. But he's still got, he's still got the, that strong core and that strong lower body, man. It just seems that he, he could probably go down to 240 and still bully guys down there. Um, how have you seen him play thus far in the preseason and – uh, you know, a lot's been made about about the minutes per game he should be playing. How? What do you feel about that, Lee? Um, I mean, he should be playing 30, 32 minutes a game. I don't think he should be pushing 36, you know, 35, 36. I would like to see him. I mean, you got depth. You got, you know, a legitimate 12 guys who can contribute, I guess, if you're throwing in Christine Reddish and uh, – those two guys, which hopefully between the two of them, one of them can be a solid rotation guy. But let's say you'll get one of those guys. You got 11 guys. So if you got 11 guys, you know, that's a lot. Um, playoffs, you're going to trim it. But then regular seasons, rotate those guys. And, yeah, let's let's keep LeBron fresh. Um, I've been impressed. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you've seen Kyrie go for big numbers during, um, during the COVID year. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You're playing every – once a week or whatever, you should you should look real good you know, for that run that you're, you're only playing once once a week and everybody else is playing three or four games. LeBron's look great, but you know I, I want to see him when he's you know playing regular uh, three games a week and you know see how he looks. But so far he looks very good. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie 
that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Tom, I wanted to ask you a question. So now we know the starting five. Uh, it's going to be D'Lo, Austin Reeves, Prince, uh, LeBron, AD. Uh, D'Lo started off hot from three-point land, Tom, and then he cooled off a little bit towards the tail end of the preseason. Reeves just the opposite. He was like a he, bottle he's rock. Cooled off, yeah. Yeah, he's like a he bottle still thinks rock. It's the summer of Austin Reeves. <laughs> it's still the summer, right? <laughs> Even though we're in the fall. But Tom, both Reeves and uh, D'Lo shot over 40% from three right. in the preseason. Uh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to see that consistently through 82 games. But pockets, absolutely. D'Lo, I don't think D'Lo has ever been more comfortable in his NBA career than he is right now, Tom. He's, playing, um, he's actually playing defense, too. His it's defense has improved amazing. a lot. Yeah. Especially. It's just, it's just making an effort. <laughs> you know, you're. You're big, and you may not be the fastest guy or a real leaper, but you got quick hands, and and you understand the game of basketball. Um, so it, it's been good to see see him making that effort at that end, and he looks like one of the real strengths of the team. Um, and just on paper, right now, Tom, mm-hmm. they have three three point shooters on the floor in a starting lineup with uh, AD and LeBron. Well, you know, it's interesting. Let's go back to the starting lineup thing because I, from everything that I'm reading in the background, the, the only reason that that Vando's not starting is because of his heel. Um, I think that they're looking at this start for Torian Princess as being circumstantial. I mean, they even jo- Jovan uh, Bula even used that term. And so, in a sense, I remember back when Darwin said that He'd already decided who was going to be the fifth starter. And then somebody asked him, he says, well, you know, what, what's the reason you're choosing this guy as a fifth starter? And Darwin says, well, I'm not going to tell you that because you'll obviously figure out, you know, who it is. Well, that almost tells you right away. Darwin likes what? Offense, defense, rebounding? No, he likes defense. That's what he's with defense first. What did we just do? We just spent all of our off-season capital and improving the offense, not the defense. Um, Anthony Davis can't be out there for 48 minutes, so somebody else has got to play defense. Um, And I think, actually, I've been struggling with the whole thing that when you look at the minutes, if Vando doesn't start, his minutes at forward could be diminished. That's why I've been promoting him as backing up point, backing up shooting guard, because I don't think that I want to base everything on a 20-year-old Christie being able to hold that spot down. Um, and I think that's why you see Reddish being pumped into that spot. Now they're even talking about uh, Prince going down to the two, you know, just simply because you, you're not going to win a championship with the shooting guard, your shooting guard being a 20-year-old inexperienced kid, unless he's Kobe Bryant, you know. But even then, Kobe Bryant was throwing up air balls in finals, you know, so uh, you've got to balance that off. So I... I I like the idea of, of getting Vando 
you have you need a, my whole arguments for putting him in a shooting guard backup is he needs a role. He's he's 24 to 30 minutes of defense that you should have on the court. And if you go out and deny that by making him play forward where he's so far back in the rotation, that he ends up with eight. I've seen these rotations being presented by people. He's got eight to 12 minutes that you're going to waste the guy at eight to 12 minutes. He can't even get a ro- an offensive rhythm with eight to 12 minutes a game. You're talking about four to six minutes a half. Anybody who's ever played basketball, you know what I mean? You see the guys are coming for four minutes. They're, they're lucky if the ball even bounces their way. And if you're playing with LeBron and AD, you know, they're not going to say, oh, give the ball over to him. So they need a role for Vando. And I think that's a big part of why. And it's defense. It's balancing off all of the offensive moves we've made. Okay, so we, we're taking one shooting spot. Well, right now he's shooting 67% from three. That has actually the best shooting percentage of all of the Lakers. And the Lakers actually have seven guys shooting over 38, over 39.8%. So, you know, and the guys who aren't shooting well aren't the guys who are going to be playing. It's the guys who are shooting well are the guys who are going to be playing, which is really great, including LeBron and AD, who are both shooting over 40%. Jamie, do you have anything to add? Uh, I don't know that Tom finished the thought, but I mean, I think I get the gist of what he was saying, which was this is the first, this is one of the first seasons that he doesn't much so much as care as who starts as who finishes, which I think is the general, it's the general theme for any playoff team, right? It, the, the Lakers want to, NBA title starting JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard at center for the majority of a season. And they were in the latter stages of their career. It uh, wasn't prime Dwight Howard. And, uh, you know, I guess it was as close to prime JaVale McGee as JaVale ever got, but cause he's just kind of generally consistent. But I, I think that this was always, I've, I've said for a while that the starting spot was Vandos to lose. And I understand that it's circumstantial in terms of the heel. And I think they're doing the right thing. I think, especially with a heel injury, you want you want it to get right. You want him to feel like he's playing without pain. You don't want this to linger into the season. This is why you have Hachimura. This is why you went out and maybe overpaid, or rather uh, paid for Prince. Um, I don't think they ever paid for Prince. I think he's actually on probably a, kind of a bargain of a deal. That's um, why so I went out and where you got Wood, Hayes. You've got size, right? They've got enough size to to compensate for not having Vando play for a few weeks couple of weeks hopefully it doesn't linger well into the season and it's just uh, you know another week or so I well, we, hope, first, we, we hope we hope we hope not because you you never know with right. those bone bruises remember no, I, remember the, kendrick oh, nunn and that bone bruise that oh never God. healed i will never forget that because it, it, it was it, what was supposed to be what a were you gonna say there tom it's a one-year bone bruise yeah. it was a one-year yeah. bone bruise i mean he might as well have just gotten surgery i don't know if he can get surgery <laughs> But you don't want it to linger into the regular season. And he's obviously uh, – you, you could see against Phoenix. Reeves was overmatched, and they put him on Durant, and he was obviously overmatched. That won't be Reeves if Vando's healthy. That's right. going to be Jared Vanderbilt. Right. It, Reeves will get slotted on to the point guard or, or Book. I mean, Booker also didn't play. So you can make an argument that Reeves would have a hard time with either one of them because uh, Austin's susceptible to uh, – you know, he doesn't jump the highest. He's – susceptible yeah. to post it up and uh that's something that Reeves will have to adjust to in the league is people body him up and try to bully him in the paint uh he's gonna have to figure that out that's something that he's gonna have to work on this entire season but I, i'm not too uh 
I mean, Ham said at the beginning of the injury that if it were the playoffs, Vando would be playing. So I expect that they're just sort of being as cautious as possible. They're looking at these first, you know, this is what Ham did last season. The first couple of weeks of the season uh, were training camp but extra. You know, it was kind of like training no, camp. I thought preseason was over, Jamie. Yeah, preseason is not really over. Not yet. Not for not for him. I mean, that's what he did last season too, right? Yeah, no, but you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. His, we're still we're still in preseason, but the games will count. He, oh yeah, well that 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 is true. The games will count in the standings, but he will still use it as an audition process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He give I think he'll give Max Christie every shot when the games count to show what he can do at that backup spot before they well, move. I think Gabe Benson's going to come in as the backup shooting guard. I, I mean, he's going to have to play better. He's, he hasn't he hasn't wowed me really. Well, he uh, shot over forty percent. He shot over forty percent in preseason. From, and from he, three, and I don't. I thought his defense was subpar. I, I wasn't. I didn't. I went. I didn't see the same Vincent that I saw in the playoffs. Let me put it that way. Right. So yeah, well, I mean, uh, and I get it. It's the yeah. it's preseason. That's fine. There, there is a now, now you got to show me. Yeah. No, but I think he's he already. He's the first guy off the bench. And the first guy yeah, coming he and back should up be three. the first guys off the bench. He and Hayes should be the first guy, and Hachimura should be the first. That should be your second unit, right? The, the core of your second room at, re, unit is Vincent, Hachimura, and Hayes at this point. And then there's uh, just I, the I, battle I, to figure out, you know, if could Christie or Reddish or or Prince or whoever, you know, I, I have Vanderbilt. Wow, or the fifteenth player. On the roster, Cam Cam Reddish looks like more of a project than Max Christie right now, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate. But I mean, that's just how he looks. You know, I yeah. he reminds me so much of Kwame Brown. Well, you look at his, you look at him. One of them, neither one of them can handle like the ball as a point guard. So they're yeah. both of them yeah. putting yeah. in lineups with no point guard, so that they look horrible. Finish, finish your shot thought there, Jamie. Yeah. Well, I just, I just think that the, they're going to have that. This, this team is going to have. No, no, you were taught, you were comparing him to Kwame Brown. Go, oh, go on, Reddish, go on. Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish to me looks like a guy you just think is going to be a phenomenal basketball player, and then he gets out on the court, and you're like, what are you doing? No basketball, what? no basketball. What common on God's sense. green earth are you doing out there? <laughs> you are not cohesively doing anything. You're kind of just moving through time and space without purpose or intent. And it shows in every single thing he does. He, he, it, 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 he could be a great rounder, rebounder. He could be a great defender. He could be a great finisher. He's great at none of those things. He's not. He, I don't understand what his. I don't know what it is. If it's a mental thing, if it's a confidence thing, if it's kind of like a Kwame Brown thing, where it's like the physical tools are there, but he just never really kind of just puts it all together, you know. And it'll be unfortunate if that's the case, because he does look like he could be a killer. But he just is not. <laughs> he no, just isn't. no, yeah. no. He's a, he's like a poor man's Andrew Nicholson. Yeah, yeah I guess. I, I I just don't see a role for him right now. I, I and that there wasn't the, one for Andrew Nicholson after a while either. <laughs> right. Well, but that's. I mean, but that's shocking, right? With a twenty-year-old G leaguer, and who else after that to beat? There's that's who you have to beat. You have to beat out a twenty-year-old G leaguer for a role on this team. And it's not – it didn't happen in camp. I, I, I have a hard time seeing it happen when the games matter. So that's why I, I think they're going to give Christie every chance they can because they're, they're not a better option. 
or sliding an oversized guy down and help, hope that he can hang with a faster, quicker jitterbug type player. You know, Prince, Hachimura, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. The problem is he doesn't have a. The problem is that the, his game is. For example, he, he's not like Lonnie Walker, who's got a polished game where you could see that the guy could put together, right. you know, right. no. a series of plays to impact the game and win a game and or win a quarter or, or win a sequence of series of plays. I but would rather we have kept any of that from Reddish. Um, and he's not, historically, he hasn't been the kind of guy who can come in and all of a sudden just drop 10 and 15 points in a quarter. Um, so if you look at the wild cards, Reddish, uh, Hayes, Wood, and Christie. Those four guys, it looks like Hayes is definitely the one of the three wild cards that's come through. You'd have to I say think, Reddish and Wood just don't know what they're doing yet. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think the real wild cards are going to be Reddish and Wood. I'm I mean, sorry, Lee? I think what? the real wild cards are going to be Reddish and Wood. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I think I know what Max Christie's gonna do, and that's cool. If that's you know, I mean, he's gonna knock down a couple threes. He's gonna I think be, be okay, but he's just not gonna be good enough for us to win. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, he's play. He's a good. He's smart. He's a solid player, and he is what he is. Um, and I think Jackson Hayes is the same thing. You know what he can do. He's a good role yeah. guy. He's gonna be in the right place where he's supposed to be. He he can play. He can defend the rim. He can defend yeah. the rim. Uh, you know, reddish. You know, his. I mean, reddish and wood are not the most. Reddish and wood are bigger wild cards now than they used to be. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> maybe we really know what reddish is, and now, we, we really know what he is, but we're ignoring it. I mean, he has. He is yeah. what he is, probably. Christian right. Wood. Maybe yeah. he's the only true wild card because we have seen him bad and we've seen him good. Yeah. We haven't seen reddish really well, good. We don't have anybody to replace AD when he goes to the bench or he gets injured and Christian Wood is that guy. So he's going to get his opportunities. Even though backup center minutes, I'd give him the Jackson A's right now without a question. Yeah. No, it's not even a question. I think you, I think this is where your role for Vando is going to get minutes when this is the beauty I think of, of a healthy Vanderbilt, right? Is that you have the luxury of, He's 24, right? He's right. not. It, once his once his feet are good, once his wheels are good, can't be traded. Can, can't be traded. Not this season. He won't be. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, and and let's be let's be let's be honest about what we're watching too as well. We we know that it's a wild card with Darvin Ham. Uh, I saw more Zoom action from the Lakers in those first two games against Memphis than I had in the first 80. 82 games I watched with Darvin Ham in the regular season, guys. Um, so he holds his cards close to his vest. He doesn't show yeah. everything that he's he's going to show. So how would you evaluate Ham's coaching in year two? And, Lee, I'll start with you. What, what do you think Ham needs to get better at? What do you like that Ham does? And uh, how do you see the future unfolding for him with uh, this rotation? Yeah, that's I think probably like most good coaches, he's a good communicator. Uh, I think, you know, the X's and O's, I don't think is as, as important. I think just having your guys understand what what you what you expect out of them, uh, trust you, believe that they're going to get a fair shake. Um, they're not going to be in your doghouse. You know, just the 
basic stuff that we may take for granted that a lot of uh, good coaches never have those type of problems with players. Um, so, I, you know, that's his biggest strength. You know, I think uh, offensively, I'd like to see a little bit more creativity uh, with our offense. And uh, I think ultimately it's going to boil down to the end of the game situations on on how he's going to execute, you know, how he wants to execute. One AD to shoot, you know, what did he say, six threes a game? I don't know if I really love that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, I like Darwin. I think the sky's the limit, but I think he's still learning. Um, but his guys trust him, so that's the most important thing. And they play hard for him. So um, as long as you got those things going for you, you, you know, you, you, you're a good coach. You, know? you, you got LeBron out there to maybe kind of help you along with some of the uh, actual in-game adjustments and things like that. That's probably something we got to see how he improves this year. All right, and Tom, how uh, how would you evaluate Ham's coaching uh, thus far, and what do you think he needs to improve on? I'm actually really impressed with how he's uh, how he's really revamped the offense and gone to a five out offense. Um, I think that's been such a major contributor to how much better the team has played, and and it also has solved the entire problem of is, you know, what position does Anthony Davis play? Because when you play five out, you're really playing positionless ball on, on offense because all five guys are behind a line. And then you put you put AD at the top of the key with that ball in a trailer position, and all of a sudden it's so much easier to get the ball to him. He's got two, four shooters surrounding him. Um, it, it's just the perfect situation where he gets to play like a power forward and score like a center. And, and I think that one of the wild cards right now is I, I think that we're the fifth best team in the league as it stands if we were to go out and play the finals, play the playoffs right now, if we were to start the playoffs. I think there are four teams that are better than us, the two teams in the East and the two obvious teams in the West. But I think what's really unique about this team is, unlike all of those other four teams, is our youth, how much younger we are. I mean, we only have two guys over 30 years old, and they just both happen to be the two superstars. And then we only got one guy that's over 31. So, and we have a staff that is player development oriented that has been able to turn around guys. And I, I, I think it, you're absolutely right that we have not yet found out whether Wood can come through or whether, you know, Reddish can come through and be a contributor. They have talent, and this staff has been able to draw out that talent. So I, I, when I try to think of things that I don't think that Ham has done well in the past, it's been more lineups that I thought he didn't have the personnel for. You know, the three guards that had guys at 6'4 and 6'5 guarding 6'8 small forwards. Um, and even in preseason, yeah, there were times when I mean, you have to have some solution for putting a point guard out there. You can't put five guys out there with nobody who can run the offense. That just, I don't care what your situation is. If that, Shafino or somebody had to go out there and play, you had to find somebody who could run the offense and they didn't have anybody. And we got blown out of a game that was a nail biter right up to that point. So I, I think that the only thing I would, I would, 
Ham's unusual among all of the new coaches in the league in that he wouldn't, he got the power to choose his staff and he didn't pick anybody. He didn't pick any old veteran, you know, almost over the hill assistant coach to sit there looking over his shoulder as the lead coach for him. You know, he picked instead young guys. You know, he relies heavily on, on Gent, who's his lead assistant, and on Phil Handy. And, um, yeah, I just give them an, I give them an A-plus as a coaching staff. I just, the, the way that they have turned things around offensively, we had seven guys with more than four assists per game if you projected their preseason numbers to 36 minutes per game. And we had seven guys that shot over 40%. So that those those are great things offensively, and I think the move, the move with, or what I hope is the move for Vando to eventually be the starter or be given the opportunity, like Jamie says, it'll be his job to lose. I, I think that shows where his heart is. Though his heart is at defense. So if we can imagine a Lakers team with just say just a little bit less defense than maybe we had last year, but maybe AD can make up for that the way he's playing, and an offense that's fifty percent better. That's a championship team. What's up, Nick? Uh, How you doing? Yeah. Hey, Nick. Uh, welcome to the Lakers fast break. I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on the topic of uh, Ham. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Sean, and salute to everybody on the panel. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I concur with most of what everybody's been saying. Uh, Lee Rob, I agree that Ham is a player's coach. I think he is a good communicator. I think that he does have a solid rapport with the players. And he knows how to, you know, motivate them for the games. Um, you know, I don't think he's a particularly strong X's and O's guy. Um, that said, I don't think it's terribly important in the NBA, especially when you have players like LeBron and AD on the roster that could more or less coach on the floor for you. Um, what I'm expecting Han to do uh, – or improve upon uh, this coming season. I think it's mostly on the time management front on rotations and, uh, you know, specifically uh, keeping a close eye on the minutes that LeBron and AD play on the floor. I think we have the roster uh, capable of reducing uh, meaningfully the minutes of those two. And so I'm really uh, truly hoping that Ham, uh, you know, uh, kind of improves upon his time management skills as it relates to those two players. I just wanted to actually, add... I got, I, I have to, I have to go in about five minutes. So I'm just going to say this. And then I'll, All right, I'll, go I'll, ahead. I'll, go I'll, ahead. And then I'll turn the, I'll turn the, I'll turn the uh, show over to uh, our very knowledgeable L Rob, who I'm just glad, It's great to see you, man. I'm glad you're doing well. It's good to, good to hear that everything's going well. And so uh, keep, keep, keep Thank rocking you. and keep, keep enjoying life. Thank um, you. Thank you. I think this team has a shot to be a champion this year. I think a lot of it comes down to finding that ninth player. Who's the ninth best player on this team? And that's, that is a huge question mark right now. And so if we can lock in on that in the first month of the season, then I think this team will have plenty of time to gel because the, the starting five, whether it's Prince or Vando, uh, it's, that's a solid starting five, right? You either, are erring on the side of a little more offense or you're erring on the side of a little more defense. Both are fine choices. Who's the ninth best player on this team that's going to be a cog in the regular season and somebody who you can depend on in the playoffs or hope to depend on in the playoffs? Who are the rest of your eight? Who are your rest of your eight before you go on? I mean, you it got, goes, it's, you got six. It's, you think six guys. I got six. Uh, uh, 
Vincent and Hachimura. Okay. Who and Hachimura? I, 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 yeah, I like, I like what's on. I mean, he hasn't been asked to do too much, and 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 he's been playing with like terrible guys. They put him in some of the worst lineups, right, in the preseason. And I, we saw. I'm not so worried because I saw, like Vincent. Like we saw what he can do in the playoffs, so you know what the ceiling is. Uh, and so who are your, who are you, who are you starting? You're starting whom? I mean, I'm starting everybody that's in the lineup right now, except swapping Vando and Prince. If I if I had my druthers. Okay, so I, you I, got I, six I, guys with Vando and Prince, and your seventh guy is Vincent. Vincent, okay, and your eighth guy yeah, is and Hashimura is my eighth. So I would like to see one of Hayes, Wood, Reddish, <laughs> but I'm not expecting it. Christie uh, or Christie sees that ninth best player. Right. And then, like the tenth spot, the, the you know that last second, that's that that eight minutes per game spot. spot. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, come the playoffs, that person will bar- bar- barely play. So, uh, or or will play a lot depending on matchups, depending yeah. on what the matchups dictates. But we definitely need a ninth best player, and that's hey, Hayes is sort of, Hayes is that role for me already. I think in preseason, in certain matchups, yes, in preseason in certain matchups, but I could see him having a hard time against some teams. So. I, I, I'm, nobody's grabbed that spot, in my opinion. There's there's plenty of candidates, but nobody's like seized. Nobody's carpe diem day. So who's going to be the carpe diem uh, player? Who's seizing the day? Uh, so have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, go Lakers. Also, I just got through part three of Winning Time, and I love the birth of Riles uh, in, in episode two. And HBO should be fired for canceling that season. All right, that's all I have to say. Okay, bye. See you, Jamie. Shout out to the Dead Poet Society. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Al Robert. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Adios. All right. As uh, Jamie leaves us, it's just uh, the final four now. Lee, Laker Nick, Tom, welcome into the Lakers Fast Break Watch Party. We're here with the Laker Hawks and uh, El Rob and uh, Lee. As uh, we're looking at uh, the regular season, uh, do you agree with, uh, with Tom that uh, there's two contenders in the East? And really, two two other contenders in the West that the Lakers have to deal with. There's there somebody else kind of sneaking around that uh, you just can't take your well, eyes off. Uh, for the East, I I I mean, yeah, I, I guess I'm ninety percent agree. You know, you hate to just write off Miami because they have, you know, made it to the finals two out of the last what four years, and they made it last year. So we always have a tendency to say, well. Are they really that good? Can they do it? And then somehow they surprise people when they get to the final. So I don't want to totally write them off. But, yes, I, I do think Boston and Milwaukee should be head and shoulders above them. Milwaukee, I mean, really, I think I got to see Middleton. I mean, I got to see what he looks like. He's, he's He has not aged well. So um, as good as Dane and, and, and Giannis is, they you know, I think they need – they need that third guy, Middleton, to to really make them scary, scary. So, and then Boston's yes, Boston just don't they they they're the opposite of us. They got the high end talent, but they don't have the depth. So, um, they don't and they're not big off the you know. I mean, poor Al. I mean, I know they're not going to hopefully run Horford out there too many minutes because you know they could be fragile. But those two teams are clearly the best in the East, Philadelphia. Um, uh, unfortunately for them, yeah, they're, you know, who knows what's going on there. 
uh other teams cleveland you know maybe they can make it make a jump mobley hasn't uh exactly developed as quick as we'd like to see him develop um so yeah i, I would go with that in the west I, with the west though i think it's a little more wide open um you know you can't anytime it's like the, the golden state there there they won the championship do you, do you, do you think that uh do you think that marcus smart trade was kind of an underrated move by memphis because i do i i i i think they need they needed a vet but yes yeah i like marcus I, I, adam yeah. adams is quiet you know lee's not really a vocal yeah. guy smart's yeah. a little different right he was the yeah we could talk about the the two J's. Marcus Smart was the heart and soul of that Boston, the Boston. team. And when they were when they were teetering last year, he was the one that held them together. He's the one that told yeah, his, those two his guys. hand his hand doesn't shake. Yeah, That's he told what those guys to get guy. their stuff together, and you know that those guys followed him. So you're right. That's going to be interesting to see the impact of him um, leaving. But yeah, he definitely helped Memphis. And then, I mean, they'll just be better just by getting rid of Brooks. I mean, because Brooks, you know. Um, thought very highly of himself as a scorer. So, you know, he's a good player if he could just stick to his role. But when he thinks he's more than he is, which he um, seems to always think, that would hurt the team. So Memphis can be tough, but I'm not really worried about them as much. I think the pecking order is Golden State uh, after Lakers, um, after Denver, Phoenix, and the Lakers. And I think you have to cite Golden State next and then – you know, then, you know, Kings are good. Uh, had a perfect season last year. No injuries. Everything went well. So it's probably going to be hard for them to duplicate that. But if they stay healthy, I mean, they got a bunch of young guys. Uh, but just with Sabonis, you, you know, as you're, without any other big guys, they won't be able to – they can't – you know, they're not a threat to 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 get it to the finals. But, they're I mean, they're, they'll be a really good team, and they'll be a tough – out in the first round for whoever plays them. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. As we uh, continue on here, uh, Tom, do you have anything to add to what uh, Lee was saying, or do you do you have the same consensus? Go ahead, Tom. I pretty much feel the same way. The Lakers are, I think the Lakers are well positioned, and uh, they have a good chance. They just need to, they just need to, they need to have certain people come through as well as they as well as you expect them to do. You know, it all really comes down to the same things it does every year which is first and foremost, the health of LeBron and AD. If they're both healthy and can stay healthy all year and be healthy when we go into playoffs, we have a chance to win everything, regardless of everything else that happens with all of the other wild cards and all of the other key starters and rotation players that we have. If we have the two of them healthy 
and ready to go in the playoffs, we've got as good a chance as anybody else. I mean, they're, they are still, I think they've shown enough in preseason to still be classified as, I think in the worst case, the ninth and 10th best players in the league at this point. And that's still, when you're a ninth and 10th player, that means that you can beat anybody else who's ahead of you at any point in time when you're, when you're a top 10 player, you know. They used to be top five players when 2020. I thought that they were a pair of top five, top five players. Now they've, not that they've slipped, but injuries have allowed them to be overcome by other guys who've been healthy and have played and won. So it's our turn now to come back and redeem that. And I think we have a very good chance to do that. Um, who will be the third, fourth, or fifth best player in a team is really up in the air. And we are that deep with enough talented guys that there could be competition to see. It reminds me a lot of 2020 in, and that I think that we could very well see an evolution of the starting lineup through the year, you know, as the player development coaches get different output from the different players that are under their guys. You know, what if somebody, what if all of a sudden somebody can reach Christian Wood and, and he starts to understand things instead of walking around like he does walking around like he's a freshman on the first day of practice and doesn't understand, you know, a two-one-two zone or something like that. Um, or reddish, you know, somebody all of a sudden can reach him. I think that we've seen great signs at Hayes. Uh, he's made some impressive plays defensively and offensively. Um, and, you know, it's, Probably the biggest story, frankly, for me, the two biggest, the two best players in this team have been, have really been, I mean, I can't even say that. I was going to say the two best players were Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell. And then I look back and how could you say that Reeves is not one of the best players in the team? And then LeBron, LeBron ended up shooting over 40% for three. I took an average, I put three posts on Twitter taking the 28, the 36 per minute, taking the preseason numbers and jacking them up to, to 36 minutes per game to see what they'd look like if this was a starting five. Our starting five were the all over 20 points per game. <laughs> five guys between 20 and 28 points per game. Four of those five guys, only one other than Prince, had more than four assists per game. Four of them had over seven rebounds per game. I mean, it was like the perfect triple-double type of lineup that you want to have running out there. That was with Prince, not with Vando. Although Vando, Vando was leading the team in shooting at 67% from three. You only taken three threes. So in and one. he's only played one game. But yeah, I know, but at least he hit the two out of three that he shot, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's, you know, that the numbers, the numbers when you project them are pretty impressive. Both from a rebounding and a playmaking, we had like six guys, seven guys that averaged over seven rebounds per game projected over 36 minutes. Now, everybody's numbers in preseason are jacked up a little bit because the starters know they're not going to play many minutes and they shoot a lot more than they do in normal game. You know, they're jacking shots up at a wild pace. I mean, our three-point shooting, we averaged 2.8 threes more per game made. We were making 13 threes per game versus 10. And that's like seven or eight points per game. Seven or eight points per game is enough to take a team from 25th 
to like 10. It's that much of a difference. But of course, other teams were having the same type. Some some teams worse, but some teams were also having these outlier numbers that you get because it's just five games. And, you know, every, if you're hot for five games, you you might end up shooting 20% for the season, like AD did, you know, from three. But the numbers, the numbers when you look at and the minutes when we were playing the guys who count, the starters and the that first eight rotation players that would be the guys that you would see all the minutes from in the playoffs. When you look at what those guys are doing, we were almost unbeatable in the preseason. Almost, you know, we, almost. We lost, those, lost those games because it's just like you substitute everybody out. You take out your starters and the other team leaves their starters in or the other team just kills your starters, you know, because you don't have a point guard. Um, preseason is, yeah, I, I'm sure everybody felt the same as I did. I was so looking forward to preseason, this preseason with this Lakers team, with this roster. I was so excited. And man, it, by the fourth quarter of the first game, I, I was switching over to a movie. It was that bad, you know, it, was, it just got, it just got to be not really, it, it, it reminded you that, man, this is preseason, preseason, you know, it's like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And then and the league, then on top of it, you go to analyze stuff and the league only has half of the statistical stuff working. You can't look at any lineups because they don't have any lineup data. They're not going to waste their time on lineup data. Like I can imagine well, some of those numbers would have been fabulous to look at, you know, how bad a team could be at certain times, you know, minus 150 points in a, you know, in a quarter or something like that. <laughs> well, so, that, that, that lineup with, uh, with uh, Cam Reddish, Max Christie. Christie is a Rui point guard. Yeah. Rui Eshimura, Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood should never. Five guys who don't know what to do with the ball except shoot it. Gentlemen, before we head on now, uh, I had a question for you because uh, it, it's it's going to come up, but uh, I thought we'd tackle it a little early. Uh, I'll start with Lee first. Lee, we've been playing this game now for 77 seasons in the NBA. This is the 77th season. There's only been 10 guys, 10 guys, Lee, in the whole history of this league that over have over 200 playoff games. LeBron, Derek Fisher, Tim Duncan, Robert Ory, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tony Parker, Kobe Bryant, um, Shaquille O'Neal, and Scottie Pippen. LeBron has played in 282 playoff games, Lee. What would be a more impressive feat for you? If the Lakers go deep and he has over 300 career playoff games or over 40,000 points? And those, are, those are mind-boggling, both of them. <laughs> If you only had to pick one, sir. Yeah, I would say. They'll be broken in 20 years by Wimby. <laughs> the points. I would say the points. Yeah. 40,000 points, Lee. Yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you compare numbers, the 40,000, it's always the biggest number that wins in those games. Yeah, because those 40, are points. playoff games. If, you know, guys played long, you know, or they had as many playoff when games. Yana could really score 40,000 points, man, and go 20 years with that body? Mm. I, I mean, know. he has looked. I'm excited to see him. Wow, well, I'm excited you to see watch what he play. did to Andrew Wiggins the other night. Oh, you mean Reggie Bullock, Tom? Oh, was that, was that Reggie Bullock? <laughs> Between the legs? Oh, no, that was a different one. I was talking about... Oh, you're talking about the one yesterday. The okay, one yesterday yeah. where yeah. I isolated him. In 90, seconds, one. in 90 seconds, the guy had like 
five poster plays between a, between a nutritional dunk and a couple of blocks. One a block of a of a three point shot where he blocked the shot and took off. You know, for I'm, I'm, unfortunately, Tom. Um, there, there's unfortunately there's a lot of cynicism in this world, and a lot of people think, uh, for for whatever reason, I don't understand why that Pop's going to sit Wemby. First of all, for for two reasons, it's really silly. For one, they have a lot of young players already, and they need to figure out who plays well with him, like right, right now. Not not a year from now or two years from now, right now. And second, we have this in-season in tournament, Tom, that he's featured a lot in. So mm-hmm. I, I don't understand this. I, I understand why people may think that, Tom, because of Pop's uh, preferences for just sitting guys and not giving a, a rat's you-know-what, what anybody else thinks. Uh, but he even it's how everybody he, else goes out, isn't that though, Sean? Almost everybody else goes out coaching exactly the same way they did their entire life. I bet you that I, I agree with you. I don't, I think Pops is going to take him and he's going to turn him into the greatest thing that we've ever seen, man. I mean, I, that, what, I've all, seen him, what I've seen from him in just preseason. I, it's unbelievable, man. You can even try and um, affect his down screen jump shot. He's seven four, and no matter how much length you have, he could still shoot over top of you. It's it's it's, it's gonna be re- a treat. Uh, did you Lee, see? Did you see that tweet where they were listing all of the guys who were like thirty five and over? LeBron, Chris Paul. You go down the list. KD. Steph, I mean, like, and Lee, there's, there's a, there's a, a trend. The game is yeah. going to change dramatically, man. Hundred percent. I want to ask Lee. Lee, a lot's been made about uh, Wemby's body type and how he looks uh, uh, frail. Like that's been uh, that's been a silly word that's been tossed around. You don't see that, do you? I mean, he's got a thin frame, so but I wouldn't consider it frail. No, right, because like real. guys like Ralph Sampson had a had a slim frame too, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't consider it frail. No, guys can still move him, but the problem is he's still got a, like a eight foot reach. I, I mean, like kind of like that, kind of like that slim, wiry, strong right. that, yeah, I mean, that you want to see. Yeah, yeah. Holmgren is he's a little on the frail side looking, um, but he's highly skilled too, man. So. Imagine what you know. Sometimes bulk can be overrated. If you got if you got the skill, hey, give me the skinny guy with with skills as opposed to somebody who's you know got this atlas body but don't have all all the skill. Hundred percent. So these guys, man, it's the it's the it's the next gen, man. Watching these guys play, it's going to be exciting. I want to see Homegrown. I want to see Wimby. I want to see all these young guys do their thing. It's going, it's going to be exciting. They're so long. Is not going to sit. There's no, so long, if you man. go through the, the, the um, history, there's, there's, I don't, I can't think of anybody that's been a top one or two player that, that the coaches have sat. I mean, since they've started, you know, guys taking off those guys historically keep playing because I mean, the main reason to sit them is to lose games and those teams usually are bad anyway. So even if you play them, <laughs> They're gonna. You're still gonna lose. I mean, they're not gonna be beating a lot of teams. Um, 
So those guys will play. They'll sit some other. They, you know, they got some other guys. They'll probably sit some other guys. But they, these guys need reps. And those guys. Wendy is good enough to win, man. I mean, that's the that's the yeah, scary. Win what time though? What, what is he gonna win? He can win games, man. Do you, Tom, do you think? Do you think I, San Antonio quantify that? Thunder and the Spurs are both gonna surprise a lot of people. Tom, do you think the Spurs can win more than than? 25 games. Yeah, I would think they could win more than 25 games. And they're close they win, to They were 21 last year or something like that, weren't they? What did they win last year? 21 games? Uh, no, I think it was less than that, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was less than that. Go ahead. Give me an over and under for him, Tom. And you got to get Nick in here. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, you want to chime in here? Yeah, Sean. Uh, what's uh, What do you want me to... We're talking about Wembenyana. We're talking about the Spurs and the Thunder. Can they really come up there and threaten nope. people to get into the play? I don't like you clumping them with the with the uh, Thunder. Thunder have. <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't mean to the clump thunder them. Have, don't yeah, take it that yeah, way. Thunder 20, Twenty-two and sixty, Tom's. Twenty-two and sixty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. They can win thirty games. I think that they can. They'll start winning. I think they're going to start winning for a change. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Tom, uh, Sean. Um, I think that when Bayama, he's uh, been truly impressive over the preseason. I know in summer league, he probably left uh, a bit to be desired. I know I was one of the critical ones thinking that his body just uh, wasn't yeah. built for the NBA, even though, you know, he has a skill set. I just felt that he was going to be weak. And I mean, who knows, once the NBA season does start, I do wonder you know, if teams are going to start bodying up more uh, against him and trying to be more physical. Um, that said, that length is just uh, uh, almost uh, unguardable. And, you know, just seeing uh, what he could do from distance, the passing, um, it just looks like uh, he is uh, on his way to uh, superstardom. Yeah, He's absolutely. Deal. Absolutely. Uh, and that's why it's really important for them to kind of hit the ground running here because they can't afford to wait. He's likely the like staying out. The obviously is integral. Uh, he's likely looking at the, an obvious super max. So the Spurs can't afford to to wait around because we're going to see that change in the future as well. Gentlemen, with all these young players and all this money that's being thrown around is uh, a lot of NBA teams have had to now adjust on the fly with drafting and understanding surrounding talent takes mucho denaro. And with that, before we head out, any final thoughts about the Lakers regular season coming up, Lee? Well, let me just throw this out real quick though, about, about San Antonio. So last year you said they won 22 games. Charlotte won 27 games. I don't think anybody was thrilled about Charlotte's season. So winning two more than 25 games is not going to – I don't think they're going to be uh, having a parade on the river walk if they win 27 games. So say they win 30 games. That's still – that's a lot of losing. That's what I'm saying. Now, Oklahoma City, they got SGA. So they're going to – I mean, they're you know, they're going to – that's a formidable team. They could actually be in the playoff hunt or in the play-in hunt. Um, I don't see that with San Antonio. But, uh, you know. If Wimby can lift them up that much, that, you know what? If he has those guys in the playoff hunt, he should be getting some MVP votes as a rookie. Yeah. Do you remember the last Spurs rookie that got some MVP votes, Lee? 
Oh shoot! Maybe it had to be Duncan then. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, don't, and, I don't think he's. I don't think he's got David Robinson next to him. No, he does not. He's got Zach Collins, Sean Elliott on Jeremy the team. Sohan, and yeah, he's got Keldon Johnson beside him. Good players. No, we we all respect. Yeah, no shade. We all respect those guys, the but, no shade. Yeah. But I mean, that's yeah, he's, a, he's right. You're not the admiral. All yeah, right. Yeah, they, not, they, you know, they tank to get. I mean, don't, don't get me started on that whole. Oh yeah, and lead like they're, no. they they won about plus thirty five games each season after uh, they yeah. drafted David, David Robinson could have came back and they set him for like the last thirty games. They he got hurt in January. They said he'd be out for a few weeks, and all of a sudden he missed the you know rest of the season. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And whoever do you remember whoever didn't land Tim Duncan? Who are they gonna get? Oh boy, I know Boston was tanking too. With Rick Pitino, they were tanking too, but I don't, I don't, I can't remember who the second pick was. I think Boston ended up getting Chauncey Billups or somebody. I don't, yeah, I don't oh, know. that's a great memory, Lee. That's a great memory, man. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, so, Tom, do you have anything to finish off about the Lakers regular season and your thoughts? It's been a heady ride for the Lakers, starting with starting with the playoffs last year, and then summer league. And then the off-season moves, and then the preseason, and we we started off two and ten last year, and our first Ooh. two games this year are against the two teams predicted by everybody to be ahead of us in the standings in the West. Those are the first two teams we play. Hmm. So, and the one of them is the team that beat us, that swept us in the conference finals. So it's their ring night in Denver on the road, 430 game for us Californians. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> I this is two games that remind me of the Clippers and Bucks games in the bubble. Right before that weekend in the bubble. Those were two games where we yeah. had to make a statement about the rest of the year about everything that happened the final previous year and everything that was going to happen the rest of the year, and we did it. And we beat them both soundly. That's what we have to do for the first two games. None of this, oh, we're going to lose those first two games. You cannot do that. When you've got everything going your way and you're going to continue your run for a championship, you come out and you show them your very best, and you do not lose those games. You win both of them handily. That's our challenge. That's what we have to do. All right. Uh, Nick, any final thoughts about what uh, what you're seeing so far with the yeah. Lakers coming up in the regular season? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sean, I concur with uh, both Laker Tom and Lee Rob. I think that, you know, the first game sets the tone for the rest of the season as hyperbolic as it may sound. Um, you know, we've had uh, some games over the past seasons where, it's the first game, and we managed to lose that. Um, painful memories of losing against the Clippers on opening night uh, still remain. And hopefully, you know, uh, we're able to score the the win on Tuesday. Um, I'm hopeful that Ham is able to, you know, figure out his rotations, the time management aspect of the team. Again, I, I think he has the pieces. Um, you know, no roster is perfect, but... You know, I, I, I'm even, um, I might even be more optimistic than Laker Tom in this sense because I actually like this roster better than the 2020 championship roster. I, um, do, I do too. 
good, yeah. good point. Good point, Nick. Yeah, I just feel like it's deeper. It's more versatile. I think we can manage uh, like injuries a lot better. You know, I think there's a lot of players that could slot in and out, um, and so that flexibility is is a huge benefit. It's also a gift and a curse for him. I mean, he really needs to, like I said, dial in his rotations. And, you know, getting this win on Tuesday against the Nuggets uh, who swept us, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how important that game would be to win. Oh, 100%. I hope we wax the floor with them. Um, I think we should. Uh, you know, all my all my father's life, his name was, was Michael. Never liked being called Michael once. Call me Mike. So for all these years, right, we've been calling Michael Malone, Mike Malone. And then all of a sudden, he decides, no, call me Michael. He's taking that smug <laughs> attitude right with him. And, yeah, they're the champs. They're going to get their rap. They're our daddy, so. Yeah. 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 That, so. yeah, you think so, huh? Yeah. You don't, you don't forget that shit. No, no. Not when those games were that close. No. I, not I, when this not, team is better than the team you faced in the playoffs. And you aren't as good. And you won't have two guys who have career best ever in the NBA increases from regular season to, to playoffs as far as their scoring went. They have an outlier year. That's why. That's what wins a lot of championships. Two guys who had the outlier years. That we didn't have to. We're coming for them. Now that now, now you got a target on their back, yeah. not with just us, but everybody. So Act like you've been there before, by the way, too. You won it? Great. Act like you've been there before. Let's not well, they never have, though. Yeah. I, mean, I, I try to think about it. I put myself in well, their I shoes. I got eliminated by us so many, how many times in a row. Yeah, I do put myself in their shoes. We beat them so many times in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know what? You Alex, know. Alex English is all, Denver all good Nugget. fun. Yeah, Alex English is Nuggets. Didn't stand a chance for Showtime. Mellow's Nuggets went up against Kobe and Powell. Couldn't finish the deal and finally they broke through and event. So, I mean, I hope we play them again in the Western conference finals, Lee, and we beat them because every mm -hmm. time the Lakers and nuggets have met in the Western conference finals, the winner That's of that series has gone on to win a championship. Good point. Good point. Let's, let's end it on that one, Sean. I think that's the yes. perfect prediction for this. Yes. I want that so badly. Absolutely I'd like to, you know, I've always wanted to play the best, you know, let's take the warriors down first round. The second Suns. round. Let's get the Suns. Yeah. You want to take? I don't know. I I guess I'd probably want to take Phoenix down in the second round, and then take Denver down in the third round. Uh, I'm sorry, Memphis. I just don't think that you're worth it. Not and, right now. You know, and, and and then obviously in the finals, there's only one team, Boston. You have to have number 18. That's the way the season has to end. That has to end with the Lakers finally winning number 18. Look, it's fate. It, it's it's kind of fate that if we did win 18, it would have to be over them. That's the only way I would really want it. Oh. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, you're not going to turn down 18. Anyway. There will never be a there'll never be an NBA Finals that would match the viewership. The anticipation would be they would unparalleled. And if that game, if that series went seven games, my God, that would be like the greatest, the greatest basketball matchup. That's what we're all. That's what true basketball fans are hoping for this year. Um, and with yep. that, thank you everybody for tuning in to the Lakers Fast Break.
had wonderful time with the Laker Hawks and Lee. Lee, thank you for stopping by. We always enjoy you, man. My pleasure. Absolutely. Please stop by as much as you can. I know we all got lives. You know, you got to pay the bills. I know the mortgage comes first. But if you come by as often as you can, we enjoy it, Lee. Thank you so I'll, much. I'll be around. I'll be popping in for sure. Okay. Good all to right. see you, guys. All right. Best, best, you, best thank your you. wife. Thank, thank you, Lake you, Nick. I will. Okay. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Sean. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. See you guys.